0: This one's going to smack you a little in the face. okay? I'm just someone who brings a little bit of tough love. It's going to be a good one. So the focus of today's episode is what is the biggest insecurity that prevents most of us as women from taking control of our finances? This is Permission to Prosper. Get ready to transform your relationship with money with real talk about what it takes to build wealth and become financially free without broken budgets and pinching pennies. I'm Janine Mix and I was six figures in debt. Now I'm a seven figure entrepreneur and I didn't have to cut up my credit cards or give up my lattes to get there. Come on this adventure with me as we take this conversation across the globe to interview everyday millionaires and answer your burning questions about investing, when to pay off debt, and how to steward your money with grace and wisdom. Each episode, you're going to learn the money moves you can make right now to start creating more income and a lasting impact. Let me start with why it took me so long to get my financial crap together. Every time I would sit down and track my spending and talk budgets with my husband, I would burst into tears. Like, I'd get overwhelmed and guilt, and I'd feel shame and fear, and I'd get super insecure. All of this came to the surface anytime money would be brought up. But why? Where did this come from? To answer that, I have to go back to my childhood. Sorry, Mom. If you're listening, I love you, and you did all that you could to provide for us. I am aware that we all have our own inherited money stories. This is mine. My parents were typical middle-class people with good jobs. My dad worked for an electrical company, and my mom was manager at Bank of America. I think my mom came from money. She once told me that she never wore the same outfit twice. Mom, I am still very mad at you for not saving that closet for your daughters. Like, I really would have loved to have had that. That family money would never make it to my mom. My mom got married at 18. She left her parents' hopes of being an Olympic gymnast behind and moved to the middle of nowhere desert with my dad. I just found out that she even was offered a horse. This is something she wanted her entire life, and her parents offered a horse if she would just leave my dad and not move to the desert. I guess being a rebel to your parents is just something that runs in our blood. My grandmother died when my mom was pregnant with me. It would be many years later that her father would pass away, leaving a pretty big inheritance behind for her and her two siblings. Without stirring up too much family drama, I think my aunt ran off with the money and lost it in Vegas, so my mom would never see any significant amount of that family inheritance. My dad's side was the typical working family. My grandpa worked for Shell Oil as a chemist and provided a comfortable suburban life for his family, and my grandmother, she had an Amway side hustle. Pretty sure, like, is that the first MLM in history? (laughs) Even up until my grandmother's passing, she she had like shelves of Amway product in her office, and she'd place reorders on her Rolodex of customers and use one of those old school rotary phones. I can see where I got my work ethics from. So that's a little background. So no one thinks that I came from a trust fund full of family wealth. I mean, it would have been really nice. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but Ryan and I have worked hard for everything we have gained, and we thank God for our crazy journey to get us where we are today but something significant happened in my life around high school. My mom took me back to school shopping, but this wasn't like any other back to school shopping. You see, I was somewhat of a tomboy growing up and only up until the first few years of high school, like I wore Vans and men's t-shirts exclusively. I was not a girly girl, but I was heading into my junior year and I finally embraced my feminine side. So when I told my mom like, Okay, I'm ready to start getting some dresses for school. She went all out. She was so excited. Finally, she was going to get this girly girl she could shop with and spoil. So we had a blast. We picked out outfits off the mannequins, like the whole outfit I was able to get. We went from store to store in the mall, and I felt like royalty. Besides a few disagreements on styles and tastes like every mother and daughter has, she let me get everything. I walked out of the mall feeling like pretty woman with like my arms full of bags. It was amazing. It was such a fun experience and a memorable one that I can still remember so many of the small details of that day. So when we got home, I couldn't wait to hang up on my new clothes and pick out that very first back to school outfit for the first day. But when we pulled up to the house and before I could even open the door of the minivan, my mom said something that would change everything. She said, we're gonna wait to bring all this stuff in until your dad is asleep. So when he's asleep, I want you to bring it all in, hang it up and don't tell your daddy. I immediately felt this sense that I had done something wrong. Was it that he wasn't going to like what I picked out? Was it that we didn't have the money for all this stuff? Was my mom lying to my dad about money? Did we have the money? Like, what did I just do? Like, are we okay? I don't need any of this stuff. Let's just take it all back. I never asked my mom about that moment until recently, and it turns out dad knew everything about every penny they spent, and he totally did not care. My mom had nothing to hide or feel bad about, but she does remember her mom telling her the same thing. As I think of it, my dad would always comment on my outfits and I think he liked seeing me become more girly. I think it also terrified him at the same time, let's be honest. But fast forward a few years and I'd see that same story play over and over again in my decades of working in retail. Working in retail, I imagine, is super similar to being a hairstylist. You get all the juicy details about someone's life and usually they're shopping to blow off steam or for a little therapy, so you get a lot of interesting stories. I worked in some of the most affluent retail locations in the country. I've worked at Soho, New York, Beverly Drive Boulevard, Larchmont, the Americana at Brand, The Grove. I've worked with celebrity clients like Paris Hilton, Katy Perry, Faith Hill... And so like the people shopping in the places that I was working had money. But so many times I'd be asked to cut off the tag so their husband didn't know. Or use this credit card because my husband won't see it. Um, or another time it was, I don't need a bag or tissue paper, just shove it in this reusable bag so my husband won't see me bring it in. There it was again, the same story, the thing that I had learned back in high school, other people, adult women were feeling, but why? Like, was it true that their husbands would get angry and upset with them? Like, for my dad, it wasn't. It was usually the total opposite when women would shop with their husband. They'd be encouraging their wives and complimenting them when they came out of the fitting room. Sometimes they'd even sneak me, like, their credit card to, like, and tell me to, like, get anything for them. I never saw these versions of angry men telling their women what they can and can't buy. But why all the shame and guilt and need to hide everything then? Now, fast forward a few more years, and I got really into wanting to learn more about business and money. Like, I found this fascinating. I started reading books and articles, and I would ask church after church, how can I learn more about what God says about money and entrepreneurship? And I'd get pointed to the same kind of resources over and over. But inside these books and programs, I couldn't escape the feeling of guilt and shame. In fact, now I felt those things even more because I would get through one resource and feel like I was a total moron and that I just needed to never buy anything again. And that's what would bring me financial freedom. Specifically this idea that coffee, like this latte, this one thing should be eliminated to be free. I'm not kidding that I was once handed a book by a pastor who, to his credit, was never taught anything about money, business, investing, as it relates to like Bible and church, right? Like churches are equipped to teach about Jesus and salvation, but I'll never forget the book that he gave me. Inside this book, I read the story about a real life example of a woman who had worked her way up to a high position at a company and was now being offered a promotion The head of the company, which was a man, was seeking advice on whether or not he should promote this woman because the job would require her to travel more, which meant two things. She would be away from home more and that she'd be traveling with other men in the company. The advice from the author was to not promote her, mainly because she would be traveling with men and temptation might come about. So let me lay out what I was starting to learn and the perceptions about women and money and success. I learned that your husband has the final say on what you can and can't do with your money. I learned that women just shop too much and get too many coffees to ever be financially responsible. Therefore, they must stop all spending, join these men's programs, invest with an Edward Jones or Merrill Lynch associate who knows far more than she... That's her path to financial stability. Or, Jesus gave up everything for his mission, so you should too. Also, remember, it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God, so we aren't supposed to want any of these things or even seek these things. Or how about women aren't capable of managing the home and career? That's just too much. <laughs> also, women should never travel with men ever, or that they should sacrifice what they worked for and make sure that they don't tempt the men in their office that can't keep it in their pants. Okay, deep breath. I told you this episode was going to get spicy, but don't worry. I never gave that book back to the pastor. No way. I threw it in the trash and asked God for forgiveness. The truth is, there is something that's holding us back, and it's something I found myself thinking for way too long. Is it worth it to be a better manager of my finances? Is it worth it to invest? Is it worth it to ask for a raise? Is it worth it to charge what I'm worth? Is it worth it to make money? The answer to these questions is a simple yes. The question isn't, is it worth it? The question you should be asking yourself is, Am I worth it? We all come from our own background of money stories and experiences, and honestly, we'd be naive to think that these stories don't shape our behavior and beliefs around who we are and what's important and what we're worth. Look, I am a feminist, not the radical kind these days that believe like we don't need men in the world at all. No way. I love men. They're great. And they'll do things I just don't want to do. We both serve beautiful roles in this world. I am the old school feminist that simply believes in equal rights, but I honestly don't think men are the problem. This is where like those radical feminists are like, what? (laughs) Let's just take the pay gap. It's a fact that women are paid less than men, right? But is it the CEO's fault for hiring someone willing to take less? No, that's the right business decision, especially if he can hire someone more qualified for less. It's a no brainer. Sure. There are some other hurdles that we might have to jump over as women, but it's our own fault for not knowing what we're worth. When it comes to money and business and success, men go after it. They have no clue what they're doing at first, but they do it anyways. Meanwhile, women are so busy feeling bad that they don't even feel worthy of any of it. And we certainly have a condition to believe and reinforce by our other fellow women that it shouldn't even be something that we desire, that it's selfish. Well, I can tell you one thing, I'm over that. (laughs) I'm over feeling guilty and know that God will honor how I serve and what I do with what he gives. And the more of his people who can manage his resources, the better our world will be. This requires us to take ownership, to rewrite our stories. So you want to know what I did to rewrite my story? Now when I go shopping, instead of feeling guilt and things that might come up because of this story and what I've learned... I literally will go and try on everything for Ryan like a fashion show and show him everything I bought because I'm changing the trajectory of my future and the generations after me. No longer am I going to, you know, feel, feel guilty or feel like I have to hide anything in my closet. Um, no, thank you. So that means we have to unlearn what we were taught. We have to stop giving our financial power away to advisors or parents or husbands or spouses. Like we have to stop doing that. We have to take responsibility. We have to grow our financial confidence. And quite honestly, this is how we're going to change the world. More money in women's hands that are communal, that want to give back, I think makes the world a better place.